The following program does not necessarily reflect the views of the staff or management of WFMD. Get used to it. I think we're going to be saying that every week on the Fake And you know what? I'm okay with it. This is the Faith Bay. Thanks for spending part of your Sunday morning with us uh, on this, uh, what used to be a momentous kind of celebratory weekend here in this country. Fourth of July weekend, Independence Day. Independence. Remember Independence? It's a vague memory. (laughs) Israel in 1948. (laughs) Liberty and all that. I kind of, you know, I muster up the mothballs out of the back of my brain. I can remember Liberty. Anyway, thank you for listening. I'm Troy Skinner. You can find uh, me and my church online at householdoffaithinchrist.com, householdoffaithinchrist.com. David Forsey, you heard him chuckling a little bit in the background. He's like, damn, I'm glad to himself every single week. How does he do it? Uh, David Forsey, the pastor of a church down in Knoxville, House Church, although apparently he doesn't always meet in Knoxville, so I guess they're like, you got to drive around and you see somebody meeting you know, randomly on the street having church on Sunday. We're, we're it might still, be David. We're still in that general area. <laughs> Ask Troy for my number. <laughs> And uh, Daniel Rasby, uh, one of the pastors at the church that meets at Imran's and the ministry there that they're involved with that they founded uh, called Conquered by Love Ministries. It's conqueredbylove.org. You can check that out. So we've been talking about the end times and getting saucy and sassy and punch drunk and all that sort of stuff. This week, if we haven't already alienated and angered everybody who calls themselves a Christian and holds a view to the Bible within within the last few weeks, today, this show will do it. This will be the one that will just tick everybody off. You know what I'm saying? Uh, what's the importance, uh, if any, of present-day Israel and biblical prophecy? That's, that's what we're going to try to figure out today. Is there any importance to Israel? I would hold immense importance to it. Immense. Okay. Immense that's what, do you, what do you mean by Israel? Do you mean the... Uh, oh. Do you mean yeah, the, as the, we're recording the, this, the, the gover- you're going to jump into defining terms right away. Oh, man. man. Because Israel, as a nation, just celebrated, as we're recording this, their Independence Day, which is, you know, a month or two before the American Independence Day. In 1948, they were declared by many nations to be their own country again and, and so on. But they don't actually have an, or hold the entirety of the land that was promised to Abraham, you know, which is from Euphrates all the way to the Mediterranean. And all the way to the, the Nile, so between the Nile and the Euphrates and the Mediterranean, which is a whole bunch of countries that would be very offended to hear me say should be part of Israel right now. Um, that's all included in the promised land to Abraham. So some would say they don't actually have the land. They don't exist as a nation still. Hmm. Anyway, So well, we're getting a little ahead of ourselves there, I think. We're going to swing back and touch on some of those things, but I do want to uh, tease out the question that David threw out, and I'll give you the first chance. If, if somebody says to you, Israel... What is the way or the variety of ways that you might take it and apply it? How should we think about Israel? Oh, man. I, yeah, I think without context, uh, a lot of people probably think first of the, you know, the current political nation that exists. Um, I think, uh, you know, a lot of Christians, the first thing that comes to mind is probably the, you know, the 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 descendants of, uh, of, Jacob. of Jacob, right? The, uh, in, in the old Testament, um, the tribes, right? Yeah. Yeah. The, the tribes of Israel. Uh, I don't know if there's another way you could, well, many could people take Israel, but most of those tribes are gone. So the only one that really matters is Judah. And so it's descendants of Judah. Now at this point, they're called Jews. Right. Right. 
So, yeah, yeah, and, and maybe that would just... Uh, some people would say, oh, it's somebody who practices the religion of Judaism, right? Because there's less of those than there are, and not all of them are right. of that descendant. Right, and some people would just think, you know, ethnically Jewish or right. traditionally Jewish. So, yeah. And some people would say, oh, you mean the church, because the church is God's <laughs> chosen people is the new Israel. I, I think few people would jump right to that, but... the. There are those people. <laughs> yeah. So, do we take one at a time? Let's let's start with the first one you mentioned. Okay. Because I, I do agree. I think that most people in a in a secular minded yeah globally world, most people are just going to think of the, the political think of the nation, nation state. Yeah. So the nation state Israel. What role, if any, you know, importance, if any, does the present nation? state Israel play in biblical prophecy? In biblical prophecy? We've been talking about end times these last few weeks on yeah, the show. So. I guess we're going to try and tie it back to that. Does the country established in 1948? Uh, I would say uh, none until you convince me. So, uh, Go ahead, Daniel. A, it's been a few years <laughs> past 70 years, which is kind of within of one generation of that, of that uh, time period. So that's why a lot of people that hold to a um, you know, Israel-centric, let's say, form of, of end times prophecy, they'll say, well, that, that really plays into it because Christ is going to come back within a generation of Israel being reestablished and all the people coming back into Israel and having their own country again and officially and all, and all of that. Um, and so I, I would hold to that not quite as stringently as some would say where, where it has to be a certain number of years exactly from 1948, whatever. There's some people that go really deep into that. I, I think just as a general principle, Israel needs to exist as a nation. Now, whether it's this current government, I don't really care. It's just there need to be ethnically Jewish people, descendants of Jacob, living there in that land, running their country and having a government of sorts. Like That's important to the end times because I think... And I, but I think particularly what has to end up happening is you've got to have a temple be built and sacrifices being done again and things like that as a precursor to the final piece. Um, so I think we're about to see that. I, I, would, I would predict, if you can make in me that this is predictions, and I'm not going to say I have a word from God specifically on it, but I, I would predict that that's what you're going to see eventually in the near future, whether that's in months or years or decades from now. Um, you're going to see a temple be rebuilt the re restarting of sacrifices regularly on the Temple Mount and things like that. And that's that's one of the pieces that needs to be in place for Christ to return because so you have the Antichrist that's going in the Temple to stop the sacrifice and the, he's only stopping it if it's going on. And that's that's the idea. Yeah, it's interesting because you, you, you pivot in the middle of your answer to the second one but with your little line of saying whether it's going to be the same nation or not. Yeah. So the nation as it exists now, you're you're willing to say it might be, but it might not be important. Well, the, the particular government, the particular government, not so much, but that there is one of Jews. So uh, the of, present of, day of, nation state of Israel could disappear theoretically, and reappear 500 years later, and that could be the the nation state of Israel. That the, you know, the the about. one thing that that kind of gets to me uh, in this is the 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 significance uh so like in the old testament um i guess throughout, throughout scripture right there there are places like particular geographical places that yes. end up being super significant and multiple things end up happening 
right, in those very specific particular geographic places. And so that's, that is the one thing that gives me pause when, you know, my, my initial thinking is to not think much of... The nation of Israel, uh, right or, of of the the political nation state, yeah. yeah. That, that exists uh, I do currently. think geography is very important. I think um, in Daniel we see that God. I mean that there's that there's demons that control each different countries right there, and and they're fighting with the angels. But in Deuteronomy, God says, "Look, I have I divided up the 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 world, and I gave different portions to different angels, and I kept my portion for Jacob right here. This is this is the spot that this is God's spot, right." And I don't think that ever changed because I think the covenant with Abraham is an everlasting covenant. I don't think that ever changed. So that gets into the suppression, which we can get into. But as far as to answer your question about does it matter about the political environment, well, I would say this. I would say since the fall of Jerusalem in AD 70, there was a scattering and there was also not no control and sovereignty of Israel as a nation politically. From then until 1948, like that, it was a really, really long time. They were Israelites living in that spot, but they were always controlled or under the jurisdiction of another government that was not Israel-centric, and that's what fundamentally changed in 1948. And so I think that is very important. I don't think that the particular government has to be the same government. Like you could have a revolution. It could be a different form of government. It could turn into a, a kingdom instead of a you know republic or whatever, but it's it's the, the idea that that's, that's a thing again, that Israel is a nation politically, and I don't think that's going to change again from now until the end. That's the, so I know I don't think it's going to go away and have another 500 years from now something else happen. Yeah. As an amillennialist, which I mentioned a couple weeks back, uh, I, I eschew most of the importance of that sort of stuff. Uh, uh, I mean, God can do whatever he wants, and I'm, I'm open to being surprised. Um, but I'm, and I do uh, geopolitically see value um, to the current nation-state of Israel as, as an ally for American interests and as the, uh, you know, one, you know, so-called democracy uh, in, in the region, an important region in the world. Those, so I, I don't discount the importance of it. But, I mean, in its current incarnation, the nation-state of Israel isn't particularly godly. No. So, I mean, I'm not so sure they're representing <laughs> <laughs> so well there. Now, the, the, you already began to pivot, though, into the, the Jewishness, and there needed to be a Jewish people and, and the temple and all that sort of stuff. And that was the second thing that David brought up that people might think of, the tribes of Israel, you know, the, or in, by, in today's parlance, the, the Jews. So what importance uh, are the ethnic Jews or the, the, the ethnic Israel, uh, if any, as Israelites, it to I, I would say Israelites, Israelites more important than Jews specifically, because I think part of what has to happen for the end times to come, and whether it has started to happen or not, is the diaspora, all the, all the different tribes coming back. God promises in Isaiah he's going to bring all the different tribes back to the promised land again, and they're going to retain their genetic, their, their, those, you can tell, those are those tribes. So I do think you're going to have distinct, 12 distinct tribes in Israel again, by the time the end is complete, whether that's during, middle, before, or after tribulation, whatever, but it's, it's, that's going to be the culmination is when all the 12 tribes are back in the promised land. And I think they're coming there now. There's a lot of um, news articles where I could point you to about that. So uh, I guess ultimately where I 
where I'd go with this, maybe I'm jumping ahead, is, uh, you know, as, as I, I read a lot of, uh, a lot of passages in the, in the New Testament that, uh, that lead me to believe that, um, that, that God has a, a singular people throughout all of history, those who are his and those who are not. And, uh, and so there's a, a nation of Israel in the Old Testament, and even within that nation, there are those who are gods and those who are not, those who belong to him and those who do not. Mm-hmm. And, and there are even people who have come from other nations and become a part of that nation of Israel who are, who are God's people who belong to God. Mm-hmm. Um, even though they are, you know, were ethnically different, you know, and, uh, and, and so, you know, then, then where that goes, you know, what I, to me, what I, what I see in scripture is that then it becomes, you know, all those who are, are in Christ belong to God and, and all those who are not in Christ, you know, are, they are not his. And so it, there is this the seamless seamless continuation of of God's people. There there is always God's people, um, and it you know and and it becomes. So the, in other words, the the church or the true truly saved people are God's people, and whether they're you're going to call them Israel or not, but that's that's a continuation of what that was. Right. Um, there is. I I, I would. Somewhat agree with that, but but I, I that made me think of something which is a little bit related to what we talked about last week with interpretation. And Troy, I think this is really important. Where this is the purpose for Israel, and, uh, and as a nation, the people, a tribes, a culture, particularly, is God put in place this group of people that maintain their cultural integrity and identity throughout thousands of years and still exists today as a culture and this distinct, unique people, ethnic group, through which you can see, if you use that as your lens to read the Bible and understand that the Bible is written for and about the Jewish people, that becomes your lens of interpretation because that's the cultural identity of the people that to which it's being described. And so having that group of people present today as well as a thousand years ago it allows us to see that continuity of this is how the culture is and this is who's God's writing to and talking about and so it, it provides us a lens for interpretation. Yeah, but I don't think scripture. that's what the Bible's talking about. I would push back on that. In, in uh, Luke chapter 24 and John chapter 5, Christ himself tells us that the scriptures are about him. They're not about the ethnic Jews they're, uh, or ethnic Israel or anything. Well, but everything's about Jesus, sure. Specifically about him. Right. And God's word written to God's elect. They're written to his, his people. And I'm grafted but, in. But to the Jew first. But also the Gentile. But also the Gentile, but to the Jew first. Who's the true Israel? Christ is the true Israel. I would disagree. You would disagree that Christ is the true Israel? Christ is of Israel, but he is, he is God. He is the son of God. Israel is of God. Those, those are two different things. He is everything that Israel failed to be. Every right. failure that uh. the Israel kings had, Christ succeeds. Every failure of the Israelite uh, prophets, 
Christ succeeds. Well, every failure of man, of Christ succeeds because he is fully God and fully man at the same time. You, you mean, uh, Troy, you mean like in regards to uh, fulfilling the law, right? Israel was supposed to keep the law, and right. Israel did not. Christ exactly. did. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, Israel was supposed to be a, uh, a, a light to the nations. And, you know, because of their rebellion and disobedience, they, they were not. And Christ is. So that, that is what you mean when you say he's Jesus, the is, he's Jesus the is, the the true, is the true Israel. Correct. Is that? Okay. Yeah. He, he ended up fulfilling everything that Israel was supposed to, was charged with uh, uh, fulfilling, but failed. And he comes along and does it. Right. And so I can't make the same point as, as you know, um, as stridently as I might have, but if one were to accept the idea that Christ is the true Israel and believers are in union with Christ and we're in union with true Israel, that's another way of thinking about us being true Israel. But those who are God's people goes back to Abraham, right? Right. God chose to make a nation out of Abraham. But Abraham, on the other end, of history is not Israel then. Because Jacob is Israel. Right. So, <laughs> I mean... Well, that's where the... the so, I think the, this is where I'm agreeing issue. with David. I think there's one continuous... This is where we're, we're angering all the dispensationalists right, right now, by the way. <laughs> well, I, I would agree. I'm not, I'm not a dispensationalist, but I would go so far as to say there that it's all one... like, And that the covenants haven't ended, right? So, I believe for for example that the Torah is still in effect like Christians should be keeping all the things that are in the in the Bible. That doesn't hasn't changed. Um and uh, that meaning even the civil law should be Oh yeah. So so you so you'd be a theonomist then, like a pretty hardcore theonomist? Yeah, I guess so. Um but particularly I mean, that's, that's an aside, but Yeah. Yeah, but but it but it does play into it because see see Paul talks about grafting. You meant you mentioned this uh, mm-hmm. um David is we're grafted in, right? So what is grafting, right? The grafting is when you take a branch from a different tree and you hook it onto the original tree and then it grows and it gets attached to that tree. But the original tree is still there. It didn't get uprooted, right? Sure. You put something new on it, on right. the existing tree. Mm-hmm. So what is the existing tree? I would say the existing tree is Israel. Mm-hmm. And so that means we are now part of Israel. Correct. But now I agree. We're in yes. agreement. Yes. <laughs> but now we're but because of that, all the things that Israel is supposed to do, we're supposed to still do and we the covenant is with us as well. It's not a it, yeah, there is a new covenant Troy, we every, about that. But the old covenant is still there. Every, every time Daniel's saying Israel, you're thinking Jesus in your I know. Mind. <laughs> <laughs> That's why he's able to agree with us heartily. Um, but but it, sa- it says you the Jews. You trying to burst my bubble over there, David? <laughs> Come on now, that's your my friend. It, 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 sa- it says the Jews were were cut off right from the root, but the root is still Israel, and and the Jews that are unbelieving in Christ are no longer part of that. They're no longer part of that inheritance. However, they will be grafted back into the original root, right? Not to Christianity. They're grafted back into the root, which is Israel. So, and yes by believing in Christ. I, I, I don't want to discount that. 
But the point is, they're not being grafted into Christianity. They're being grafted into the original yeah, tree. I don't know if I want to say they will be. They, they can be. Well, it says uh, um, Israel will, will be saved at the end. Um, but Paul says in Romans chapter 9 like that not all Israel is Israel. I feel like we're blending a couple different passages here. Many, many different passages, yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, but but the, the branch and the root is, is, is important to me in, in, in my theology of, okay, this nothing is changing as far as the old covenant. Like it hadn't gone away. It's an everlasting covenant. And we are, because we are now God's people, we should be keeping God's laws, and those haven't changed, and things like that. so. So, what does most... somebody who thinks like? Because I, I'm, we're in, this is an area. Of, this is maybe the first. This is the first recording session we've had where there's been some significant areas where we disagree. Mm-hmm. Uh, so this is a chance for us to explore, weeks. and we've only got a couple minutes to explore, unfortunately. But what does somebody who thinks that way? And I, and trust me, I know people who think you're, you're not. You're not a unicorn. I right. get it. You're not right, completely right. alone in the wilderness on this. I, I'm probably more the unicorn, actually, uh, to be honest. Uh, but how? But I have you in front of me now. What do you do when Paul says you don't have to be circumcised anymore? That's part of the old covenant not rules. To be, not to be saved. I think it's a good idea, though. In sp- it seems to me that you're saying that in spite of what Paul writes. Well, he's, he's going out of his way to say no, I think, I you think don't have to worry about it's, it's, it. It's, it's an irrelevant thing. Get, get circumcised is going to make it easier for you to witness Christ to people. Otherwise, don't worry about it at all. Like, it's not a good thing to do. It's not a bad thing to do. It's, it's not a thing to do. It just, but if you want to do it, what the heck? Go ahead. Go for it. No, Paul, but, that's, but that is missing the point of what Paul's message was. Paul's message was about the, the Jews that were saying this is required in order to be saved. And Paul's point was no. Belief in Christ, faith Grace alone were saved, not by works. And circumcision in that case would be a work. It's not something that was done to you when you were a baby. This is you're converting to Judaism. Now you got to get circumcised, and so this is a work that you're doing. And so I I don't think Paul was against that at all. I I think that that's something that he was very adamant was not going to save you. Yeah, I think it's more than that because the the whole controversy in Galatians when Peter he's acting like those who are circumcised are somehow better. They've done the better thing by being circumcised compared to those. And so he goes, hangs out with those guys. And Paul's like, dude, we're all one here. We're all in union in Christ. What are you doing playing favorites? It's not about circumcision. It wasn't just about salvation. It was about fellowship, about community, about oneness, about, mm-hmm. right? I, I don't know. I don't, I, don't, I, I don't think I can go there. It, the circumcision is one of the, one of the harder um, Things to answer in that I'll, I'll I'll grant you that and the and the the, um, the eating rules that that I we don't have enough time for but I I will fight you tooth and nail on the eating rules so you should <laughs> people oh, should yeah. still not eat I, I, don't I, eat would, I would I would say very adamantly that First Corinthians ten had absolutely nothing to do with food Paul I mean sorry Peter with the sheep coming down all the animals nothing to do with food. And we, I don't know if we have time to go into that or yeah, not. Yeah, but, uh, no, we don't, but, we have but there is a place in the gospel where uh, where the commentary of the gospel writer is, thus Jesus declared all things clean. Uh, you mean, you're talking about in that passage of Peter? Peter no, the, in the gospels. Um, yeah. You have to point me to that, but I'm not, it's not coming to, me, to mind right now. But no, I, I would And there I are others say, that are popping in my head, too, from different letters I, I and would stuff. say that those, those things are, yeah, what, what Christians should be doing. And, and again, not to be judgmental, to, again, to anybody listening here, we're, we're having a conversation yeah. about, and this is not a legalism <laughs> thing, I want to clarify, none of those things save you. You can do every single thing in the Old Testament and the New Testament, plus some, and you're, you're going to go to hell. 
right? Because obviously you can't do it perfectly. You're going to sin. So the question we're talking about is, okay, well, what is, since we, since we are saved, we want to do what pleases God. What pleases God? I say it's the stuff in the Bible that, that he says to do. We should keep doing that. But that's, that's secondary. Salvation is the most important thing. I want to make sure we end on that note. Get saved. Covered by, be covered by the blood of Jesus Christ. And um, that is going to be the ending note. So there's a little bit of a gospel proclamation there from Daniel Rasby. Also on the show this week, David Forsey, I'm Troy Skinner. Follow us online at WFMD.com, the Faith Debate page there. Or just go to householdoffaithinchrist.com, or you can link to the Faith Debate resources and a whole bunch of other stuff, too, that I think you might find helpful and interesting. Till next week, 167 and a half hours from right about now. God bless. God bless.